Welcome to the Living Word, the teaching ministry of Pastor Fisayo Adeniyi, lead pastor of the Ransomed House Lagos. Get ready for enlightenment, encounter, and impartations by the Word. Be blessed as you listen. In Jesus' name, and amen, amen. Is there a word from the Lord? Many times we are concerned like Zedekiah. Worse, is there a word from the Lord? I mean, Zedekiah was bothered. He called secretly to the prophet Jeremiah and said, Is there a word from the Lord? Many times you and I are, are in life. We're in the midst of life. And we just want to know. Sometimes even your life is going well. But you just want to know, is there a word from the Lord? Many times we've lost our refreshing, our revival. We've lost the essence of our life. Life does not seem to have a meaning anymore. And so the question that keeps ringing in our hearts is, is there a word from the Lord? But I guess that should never be the main concern, really. It should not be the concern of our life or of our hearts, whether there is a word from the Lord. Because God will speak, and 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, when he speaks, he speaks expression. He will speak to us. The gist or the core of the matter should therefore be, are we going to do what he says? Are we going to do what he says? Now let's backtrack to Jeremiah chapter 37 and then verse 2. I want to see want to see something there. Bible says concerning Zedekiah. The Bible says, But neither he nor his servants, nor the people of the land, gave heed to the words of the Lord, which is spoke by the prophet Jeremiah. So you see, the idea was not that God was not speaking. The idea majorly and mainly was that the king was not a man given even to doing the word of God. Like Zedekiah, many people claim they are waiting on God to speak to them. While in truth, God has been speaking, but they haven't been listening. Many people are not paying attention to what God says or what is what directs. If we shall see fruitfulness and be kept and preserved from all destructions according to the manner of life and as we are even entering into the second half of 2022, one thing you must hold dear is that you must be a doer of God's word. You see, I keep telling people that our God is not a God who does not have anything to do. He's not like he, he's not a busybody. He doesn't speak if he does not, if he's not assured that you are going to do. God's word comes expressly to the performer. God's word comes expressly to the doer. If you will do the word of God, you will always have the word of God. The question is not whether God can speak to you. The main gist is that whether you will do the word of God. If you will be, if you will be assured that you will do, then he will also speak to you. Because, you see, God does not speak to people who do not do what he says, ask them to do. Israel was destroyed because they weren't going to do the word of God. God may ask you to do some things. It may not be convenient, but you will have to do it. God may have spoken to you in time past. The question is, are you, have you done them? It's not a problem of, is there any word from the Lord? Like Zedekiah asked. The question was, God's word has been coming to Zedekiah, the king, but he had done none of it. Yet he's asking the prophet, is there a word from God? I love the sagacity and the temerity of that great prophet. He said, there is a word from the Lord. There is. And that should be what should be in our head every day. There is a word from God. You see, the word may not know what to do, but there is a word from God. The, 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 the word may be in disarray. The word may be confused. But you have a word from God. The word may say, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Dear believers, they are saying that that should not be your testimony. Your testimony should be, I know what God is saying. God has a word from me and that word is going to work. There is a word from God. But let me say this to you. God's word will not always come to us cozy. 
The demands of God in our life will not always be interesting. God's word for us may always not be in the sweet and the by and by. God's, God's God might ask you to leave your comfort zone. God may ask you to marry that lady, that guy that is not rich. God might ask you to, 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 to change your church. God might be calling you into something different. God might be calling you into something that you know your neighbors will not agree with. Listen to this. He might be leading you into a new path. Whatever it is, you must fulfill God's word for your life. Whatever it is, it must be the priority for the believer to do the will of God. The priority for the believer must be speak and I will do. Speak and I will do. Speak for your servant here. Listen to this. I want to equip you. When, when, you, when should I do the word of God? I want to tell you seven areas in which you must do the word of God. I'll just mention it very quickly. Uh, because of our time, seven areas you must do the word of God. Number one, you must do the word whether, when it is easy or hard. <laughs> you must do the word when it is easy or hard. God's instructions are not always going to be easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave your fishes, leave the trade, you know, and follow me. That was Jesus' words to Peter. To James, to John, and they left and they followed him. God may tell you to leave what you know and follow him to a part of unknown. Told Abraham, leave your father's house and follow me to the land I will show you. At least give him a map. He said, no, <laughs> the land I'll tell you. Number two, the word, do the word in good times and in bad times. Jesus was once at a wedding. That's the word of God at the wedding. The same Jesus was also on the cross. Whether in good times and bad, you might be happy, you might be joyful, you might be in sorrow, you might be in plenty, you might be in lack. You must be a doer of God's word. I've seen people when they, when they don't have money, you see their status, you see what they are posting, you see what they are saying, you see what they are talking about. You will know that they are not doing the word anymore. Why? They have started spewing negativity. Why? Because they are not doing the word of God in bad and in good times. Things change, times change. But his word is forever settled. Glory to God. It's our assurance that forever, oh Lord, his word is settled. Number three, do the word whether people agree with you or not. That was one of the basic problems of Hezekiah. Zedekiah wanted to do the will of God. You can go and read that book, Jeremiah 36, 37. He wanted to do what God was saying. But he was afraid of counselors, afraid of, 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 of counselors, of advisors, of people in the palace. He was afraid of what they would say. Listen to this. Whether people agree with you or not, do the word. Let me say this to you and you may want to write this down. Your destiny is not emotional or sentimental. Your destiny is not emotional or sentimental. Greatness is born of deep-seated conviction. If you are not convinced, nobody will convince you. Your life will run on the fuel of your conviction. Your life will run on the fuel of your conviction, not what people say. If you follow what people say, you will end up with no good ass. You have to follow God. The path of the righteous is as a shining light. But don't forget that God has called us not to the broad path, but to the narrow path. We are not called to win a popularity vote. We are called to follow God. Number four, do the word, whether it is popular or not. Whether it is popular or not, you may also want to write this down. 
that the word of God to you will always fail a popularity test. The word of God to you will always fail a popularity test. It is not whether it is popular. It is whether God has ordained it. You must be a doer of God's word. I don't do things that are popular. I only do what God instructs. <laughs> that is the person that will be great with God. A man that will be great with God will always say, I am not interested in popular opinion. I'm only interested in God's opinion. Greatness with God is performing for the audience of one. His name is Jesus. That is greatness. That is greatness. The word of God must be obeyed, whether it is popular or not. If God says, leave a place, you must leave. It does not matter whether it is popular with people or not. Obey the word of God. Obey. Say, Dekaya, the word has come. Surrender. Don't put your attention. Don't put your trust in Pharaoh and Egypt. They will fail you. But no, he was following popular opinion. Number five, do the word, whether it is working or not. Glory to God. Many of us say we will try the word. Well, I will try the word. The word is not to be tried. The word is to be done. It's to be stand upon. Listen to this. We don't try the word. We stand on the word. We do not vet the word. We rely totally on the word. It is the word or the word. It is either it works or you sing. Glory to God. He, Jesus said, he who builds a house upon the, he who builds a house on this, on this word is like a man who builds his house upon the rock. Storm may come, it will never go down. Let me say this to you. We are not moved by what we see. We are not moved even by what we hear. We are not moved by what we feel. We are moved by what we believe and we believe the word of God. Whether you see it or not. There is a working together for your good. Romans chapter 8 and then verse 28. The word is working for your good. Number 6, do the word whether you understand it or not. Whether you understand it or not, do the word. Do the word. That's how to get into more of God's word. Do the word. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Listen to this. Many people who are great with God did not understand until they started moving. You will not have the complete picture. God will not make the puzzle clear. He will give you jigsaws. As you continue on the journey, the jigsaws will be formed and molded. If you have the whole picture at once, you will not rely on him anymore. That's why God will keep some information to himself. You have to trust him that he will reveal what he will reveal. You need to understand that Abraham never understood it all, but he kept moving. Paul never understood it all. He kept moving. Peter never understood it all. He kept moving. James never understood it all. They kept moving. Daniel, Gideon, I can go on and on. Men who did not have the whole picture, but they kept moving. You need to keep moving. Obedience is better than understanding when it comes to God's word. Hallelujah. <laughs> obedience is more paramount than understanding a generation is losing it when it comes to God because they want to fully understand everything about God's instruction about the ways of God before they commit to him but that's not how he works that's not how he works he is a spiritual God you are natural how much of the spirit things can you grasp even if you are taught glory to God and then number four do the word whether you feel like it or not Feelings has nothing to do with it. Just do the word. Just do the word. Now, let me go back again to that question. Is there any word from the Lord? Does God speak? Does God have anything to say? Where may I hear the voice of God? Through what media does God communicate to us? 
Is there any word from the Lord? And the prophet avowed, the prophet screamed, there is a word from God. There is a word from God. Like I'm saying to you this evening, there is a word from God. There is a word from God. There is a word from God. It is the message of this evening. It is the message of this hour. It is the message of this time. God has a message for all. God speaks to us and speaks in different ways. God is not a far. He is near. He has been speaking to us on a regular basis. But we haven't just been listening. He speaks to us every day. We haven't just been listening. He speaks. We do not hear. It's not that our God does not speak. It's that we do not hear when he speaks. He's speaking even now. It's your frequency to tune in to hear him. To pick up the voice, the prodigies of the Father. To hear as the Holy Spirit pushes you on even to new dimensions and new realms in the, in the spirit. Can you hear him even when he's walking? Can you feel him even when he's close by? Can you perceive him even when he speaks gently? Will you respond to the nudging of the Holy Ghost? And I want to speak tonight as I conclude on ways by which God speaks to us. Number one, God speaks to us in the world around us. The created universe in which we live. Now, I, I perceive somebody saying, ah, he's going to talk about hearing the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. Pay attention. Pay attention. There is a dimension I want to reveal to you tonight. He speaks to you through created things. God speaks to us in the world around us. The created universe in which we live. Every creation of God has a voice speaking. God's message. Speaking God's language. Psalms 19 verses 1 to 4. The Bible said the heavens. Listen. What does the heavens say? The Bible said the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out all the hearts. They are worse to the hands of the word. Every time you see the cloud, you see the faithfulness of God. That's God speaking to you. In as much as heaven and earth remains, glory to God. God is going to keep his covenant. Anytime you see the breaking of the day, God is going to keep his covenant. I remember the day God used geography, the law of evaporation and transpiration to teach me about giving. I was going in the city of glory in the box and I was questioning God in my heart. Saying, God, inquiring of him, where am I harvest? I've been giving, I've been teaching these things. And the people I teach, they are telling me testimonies. What is going on with me? And God began to tell me, reminded me of geography. And I'm somebody who should know because I had, had a BSc, I have a BSc in geography. So I should know. And he said, how, how did the rain fall? I said, transpiration, evaporation. And then he says, look at the cloud. Is it going to rain? I said, no. Say, how do you know? I said, it's not heavy yet. It's not dark. He said, when it is heavy, he said, it will fall. He said, but until that time comes, what happens? I said, God, I said, I said, I said, evaporation continues until the precipitation level is reached and then rain falls upon the earth. He said, keep giving. Keep giving. Your cloud is not heavy yet. When it is heavy, it's going to come upon you. Wow. I said, God, wow. I began to rejoice from sorrow. I enter into joy. Why? Because I had an understanding. So every day for me, I see the rain, I see the cloud fall. It reminds me that the harvest is coming. That the harvest is coming. 
Also, do you remember our father Abraham? Bible says that God told him Genesis 15 and verse 5. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offsprings be. Glory to God. Glory to God. So God spoke to him through the stars. As he saw the stars, God told him, listen to this, so shall your descendant be. At certain times, let me say this to you, and I want you to note this. When I get tired and really I don't know what to do, I just go outside and I see the skies. <laughs> I know that he who painted such a beautiful masterpiece cannot do a bad job with my life. No, he can't. Can I say that to somebody again? I mean, when I get tired and I really don't know what to do, I just go outside and I see the skies. I know that he who painted such a beautiful masterpiece cannot do a bad job with my life. No, he can't. No, he can't. Number two, God speaks in history. As we read through history in scriptures and in modern times, can't we hear loud and clear the voice of God? Can't we hear the voice of God? I'm telling you, God is speaking. Did we hear him loud and clear in, history, in scriptures? As I read today again the story of Joseph, I'm reminded of the faithfulness of God concerning visions and dreams. It didn't look like it. I mean, his father Jacob looked at him and said, what kind of dream is this? Are you saying that we are going to bow down before you, your, your, yourself and your, myself, your mother and your, and your brothers? He didn't understand. I perceived that in the dungeon, in the pit, in prison, he could have doubted the, how God would do it. But our God is faithful. In a day, from prison clothes to, to palace clothes, in a day, from being a prisoner, in a, in a maximum prisoner, he became the prime minister. In a day, the faithfulness of God. And so when I read that through scriptures, and I hear the stories of God's faithfulness, uh, by the anointing released on men such as Kenneth E. Hagin, and I read and I perceive again uh, of the works he did through Maria Woodward. I read again and I perceive, uh, and I see what he did with Smith Wigglesworth. I know that God cannot but remember his promises to me, and he's going to be faithful to the end. Glory to God. God speaks. You see his story everywhere. Bible says, day unto day utter a speech. Can I say to you that history utter speech? It talks about the faithfulness of God. He will preserve Jacob. Psalm 19, 19 and verse 2. He will preserve you also. He will. God's word to you will come to pass. How when you are not sure, read the story of Moses. A man with a desire to see his people liberated. And God came true. I don't know what your desire is. You may want to liberate your family, liberate your home, liberate your society, liberate your nation. I've come with a word from God. God is faithful. He is faithful. And if you read the story of Moses, he will speak to you. God speaks. He says a word from the Lord. I come as a prophet of the Lord tonight and I say, yes, there is. Number three, God speaks in human conscience. Romans chapter 2 verse 15. Paul was speaking. He said, they show that the requirement of the law are written on their heart. Their conscience also bearing witness. And their thoughts sometimes accusing them and at other times defending them. I don't know whether you have been in the, in the midst of life. And people are just accusing you. I mean, you just look up and say, my conscience is clear. Glory to God. My conscience is clear. Ah, my conscience is clear. Romans chapter 9 verse 1, my conscience is clear. Glory to God. My conscience is clear. Paul said again in Romans chapter 9, that's 1 Corinthians 4 verse 4. Romans chapter 9 verse 1, Paul said, I speak the truth in Christ, I'm not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Spirit. My conscience confirms it. The conscience of the man is the voice of the human spirit. It's the voice of the human spirit. 
God speaks to our conscience. Paul said he sometimes accuses us and he sometimes defends us. I've done signing things wrong. I mean, even treating my children in a bad way and those people say that's wrong. What? She's a child. Why are you, why are you talking to her like that? She's a child. <laughs> the voice of the conscience. God speaks. Have you been reproved recently in the spirit? In your conscience? You said something to somebody and then, oh, oh you are accused or, and you're just accused in your conscience. Or sometimes uh, it's the opposite. And then you are telling me you can't hear God. That is God speaking to you. That is God speaking. There is a voice from God. There is a word from God. He's speaking to your conscience. Glory to God. And then number four, God speaks through his holy and precious word. God speaks to us through the Holy Bible, through scriptures that a man can hold in his hands. When I hold that Bible in my hand, I hold the word of God. When I read this Bible, I read the word of God. When I love this Bible, I love the word of God. When I listen to the words of this book, I am listening to the voice of God. How eloquently does the author of the Hebrews begin his first brilliant chapter, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made of that which is visible. He said, God, now faith is. Hebrews chapter 11 and then 1 to 3. That's what he says. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 and then verse 1 to 3. He said, God who has sundry times has spoken to the Father, has spoken to us, even to the prophet, and has this day spoken to us through his son. Through his son. When I listen to the voice of Jesus, I'm listening to the voice of God. The life of Jesus is the life of God. The works of Jesus are the works of God. The presence of Jesus is the presence of God. The death of Jesus is the atonement of God. The resurrection of our Lord is the triumph and victory of our God. And the intercession of Jesus is the mediation of the love and grace of God. And the return of our blessed Lord is the parousia, the presence of our living God. When I listen to the voice of the Holy Scriptures, I listen to the voice of God. God speaks to me daily through His Word. Daily through His Word. Is there a word from the Lord? Yes! Man of God, yes, there is a word from God. There is a word. As you open the word of God and read it, the life, the word, the parousia, the passion of Jesus on the cross, it gets communicated to you. You say, oh, Father, and you see again, you say, who shall we send? Who will go for us? He says, send me, send me. Send me, send me. That passion also enters into you. And you say, send me, send me. There is a word from God. Number five. God speaks through his spirit-inspired preacher, pastor, and witnesses. When you have a pastor that hears God, when you have someone who hears God, that is a link to God in your life. That's a link to the voice of God. John chapter 16, verse 7. John 16, 13, John 16, 14, talking about the Holy Spirit. He will bring to remembrance the things which I have told you. Oh, when the Comforter is come, he is the Paracleto, he will scored by your side. Therefore, if you can find a preacher who is inspired by this Paracleto, inspired and moved by the Holy Ghost, then they can tell you and give you word from God. Have you gone to services? Listen to someone and it seems like the preacher was speaking directly about you. Oh, you say, my God, I missed it there. That's what I got it wrong. Oh, that's what I've been looking for. Yes, that's the key. That's the witness. That's God speaking to you. 
That's God speaking to you. And when God's true servant, a true minister of Jesus, a true shepherd of the flock, when God's true servant stands up with a book in his hands and declares unto the people the word of God, the Holy Spirit stands by his side and in his heart, and the Holy Spirit opens the heart uh, even of the people to listen. To listen. And when the preacher says, yeah, verily did God say, the Holy Spirit in the heart says, yes, God did say that. One of the great comfort of my soul as a preacher is anytime, anywhere, any place, to any man I witness and testify to the truth of God, the Holy Spirit in the man's heart bears witness of the same. He says, yes, he's speaking of me. Yes, he knows me. Yes, I sent him. That is it. Listen, God's words are not so far to find. It is that we have been clogged in a, in a religious clock that allow us not to see God in the simple and in the straight and the narrow. God speaks. Oh, and I love this. Number six, God speaks to us in the providences of life. <laughs> My God. I mean, this is one marvelous way in which God speaks to me. God speaks in the providences of life. What happens to you happens in the purposive, elective, and the sovereign will of God. Whatever is happening to you, whether somebody jitted you, whether somebody messed you up, it doesn't matter. Whatever is going on in your life is speaking. God says that he speaks to us for good in the providences of life. What happens to you is the purposive grace and the goodness of God. Oh, listen to this. When a baby comes into a home, God is speaking in the birth of a child. I don't know whether you have been there. But if you are listening to me, you are listening to me, and you have ever been in that situation where you are holding your own baby. <laughs> For the first time, I remember when my, my, my wife first of all gave back to my daughter, my first child, as the nurses came in and said congratulations, and then they brought the baby. I still have the picture. I, I was looking at her, and you know, something was speaking to me. I said, oh, Baba, responsibility has come. You have grown. This child is yours. This child is your responsibility. This child is yours. How did this life come forth? It is you. I mean, that situation began to speak to me. I can't do things like before. When I drive now, I don't drive recklessly. There are speed because I have children. <laughs> Listen, there is not a man that lives who when he owes his newborn baby child that there's not a man that, that looks into the face of that innocent child. That doesn't have a talk in his soul. Something pulls you. Ah, you say, by God's grace, I'll be a better man. By God's grace, I'll do better. <laughs> by God's grace. You see, what is speaking? You didn't see God. Nobody lay hands on you. But that situation brought that reality. Even in the bad times of life. I've had, I, I remember when, when, I, when I was having this chat with one of my good friends. And he was talking about when he lost his dad. And he was telling me, he said, I just knew at that time that I had to step up my life. I knew that my life is for me now. It's mine now. I, I, I mean, nobody's going to help me. I need to find God for myself. I mean, some things just speak to you. God speaks in the providences of life. God speaks in the loss and in the pain. God speaks in every situation God speaks. And I like to round up with this wonderful practical story. I, I mean, I've always, I always share my story so that you can encourage and you can understand and get it. I was going to get married in 2009. Yeah, the year was 2014. I was going to get married. And um, my wife was saying, uh, you need to leave your house. 
And I didn't see a reason to leave the house I was living. It was a three-bedroom flat. It, it seems good. Okay, life can start in this place. There was no reason to leave. But she was complaining about the convenience and about some of the things in the house. And I, I didn't see it. I knew that the house was also a spiritual house. When I say spiritual, I mean, there were forces at work in that house. I mean, <laughs> I could tell you of, 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 of some, but that's a story for another day. I, I mean, there were forces, but I was raining over them. So I didn't see a reason to leave. I was raining, I was prospering. Things were working for me. I remember one thing happened. And she would keep saying it, you should leave, I think we should. Just just plan to leave. I said, I don't want to hear it, it's not a discussion. I'm looking for money for marriage, for wedding, I'm not interested. We're not going to do this. And one day, I I went back home. I think there was there, there was a World Cup final or something, there was a, a match. And then I came back home I to on the put on the generator. Some of the guys had come to my house and said, okay, let's watch the, the match together. And so I, I said, okay, go on the generator. And they got there. Bam, 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 bam. They found an empty place. And I'm like, no, now. They don't, it's, it's not possible. I went out, went around. I stayed low in that compound. I, I couldn't believe it. What could have happened to the generator? The fence was so high. Could they have lifted it above the jet? Above the, I, I didn't understand it. And I went back to God and I inquired. I, I always inquire. I said, God, what's going on here? God, what's going on here? And then, and, and then, a week later, I heard God say to me, you need to leave that house. That was an attention grabber. I need to get your attention. I mean, there was no Jupiter. <laughs> there was nobody on earth that would tell me to leave the house and I would have left. But God got my attention. I know that they don't steal my sins. I know that shouldn't have happened. I know. But it happened. So I had to go back to God. And this time around, I was inquiring and saying, God, what happened? This is a new generator. It's a big one. What's going on here? And I had God say to me, leave that house. I had him clearly. I had him not, not. I had him clearly. He said, leave that house. And he said, that generator had to go because that was the only way I could get your attention. Is God a thief? Is God manipulating? Is God the one stealing stuff? The answer is no. But you see, the gist is simple. Uh, God did not, God is not a thief. God did not, did not steal it. But what actually happened is that God allowed it. He could have kept me, but he allowed it. Why did he allow it? So that it could get my attention. Listen, whatever happens to you, you are a child of God. All things happen together for your good. You may have lost your job. You may have lost out on a promotion. You may have lost out on, on, on relationship. You may have lost an admission. It's not a time to cry. I, people know I don't cry over split me. It's, it's gone, it's gone. The thing is, why did it happen, oh God? What am I doing wrong, oh God? I inquire of God. And I think it's time to inquire of God because God speaks. So are you asking me, prophet, and saying, prophet? Like Zedekiah came and said, is there a word from the Lord? I say, yes, the Lord is speaking. And he's even speaking, even now. Question is, are you hearing it? Are you listening to what he's saying? Are you listening? I want you to just calm your soul, calm your heart. And I want you to begin to think about what I've said. Um, the first persons who will hear from God and who will see God in all of these beautiful things 
are those who have committed to doing the word of God, who have made a commitment to doing what God has said. And I gave us seven areas you must do the word of God. I don't care what's going on with you. When I say I don't care, it's not like I don't care. I, I, I mean, it doesn't matter what's going on with you. You must be a doer of God's word. I want to ask you today, if you have done that, can you begin to look again at those simple, simple areas, those places where you feel, my God, and begin to say, God, I hear you. I mean, some people will go into the bathroom and then they will pick up signals and they will be saying, I don't know whether I was God. This is God speaking to you. This is God speaking to you in the delay of every morning, in everything. Sometimes God slows us down because he needs our attention. It's called the providences of life. And God speaks through the providences of life. Can I say to you that God speaks through your pastors, through your preachers? Somebody here, I mean, you need to make a decision. And you've known you need to make that decision for a while. But you are thinking of what is popular, what will people say? I've come to tell you that your destiny, again, is not sentimental and emotional. You need to make that decision. And you need to make it fast. God's word surrounds us. In the universe, it surrounds us. In history, God speaks to us. In human conscience, God speaks to us. And God is always speaking to us. Will you, for a few minutes, just begin to say, Lord, thank you. I honor you. I honor your word in my life. I honor you. I honor your word in my life. Father, Father, speak. Speak, Lord. And I hear, Lord. I hear your word in my life. I hear your word in my life. I tune into the frequency of the Spirit. And I hear everything that the Holy Ghost himself says to me. I hear your word and I hear your voice in every way. Can, can somebody just begin to make that confession? Confession, As I say, can you begin to just make that confession after me and begin to say, Lord, I honor your word. Lord, I live by your word. Lord, I see you every day in the narrow, in the wild, in the wide and open spaces. I see you. I see you, oh God, in large spaces, in narrow spaces. I see you. Every morning I hear your voice in nature. I hear your voice. Even in my human spirit, I hear your voice in my conscience. Father, I hear your voice through the anointed speakers that you send to me. Lord, I hear your voice. Lord, I hear your voice. Lord, I hear your voice. And I do your word. I do your word. I commit to doing your word. I commit to living by your word. I commit to obeying your word. I commit to honoring you in all things. I commit, oh God, to honoring you in all things. Lord, as I go into the second half of 2022, Lord, I live by your word. Lord, I live by your word. Father, I know there is a word for you, from you every day. Lord, I receive the word. I, I just tune into the frequency of God. I tune into the frequency of the Spirit. And I hear what you are saying per time. Limba shoka badikle de shumbla kikitumbrahimia. Can you stretch it in tongues? Can you begin to pray in the spirit? Lord, 
Lord, I live by every word from your mouth. Lord, I live by your power and your grace. Thank you, Father. Can I pray with you as we finish and we end this prayer meeting and this midweek service today? Lord, thank you. Thank you because we have committed to doing your word. Thank you, God, because we have heard your word. But we have an understanding that it's not a hearer, but the doer of your word that is blessed. Father, open our eyes that they may see. Open our ears that they may hear. Open our mind that they may perceive and receive even instruction from you. Lord, don't let us sleep the sleep of death. Father, lighten our candle, O God. 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 Let our spirit man, let it be awake. Let it be quickened. Let it be made alive. Let us, O God, live in the reality of being joined with the Holy Ghost. And let the koinonia of the Spirit, let it be our reality. That as you speak, O God, we will hear. That your pleasure will be our pleasure. That your word will be our light. Father, let your word be the lamp and the guide of our life. Father, let us speak up signals everywhere. Father, let us hear you, O God. In our inquisition, in our inquiries, O God, let us hear you. Let us see you. Let our life never be the same. Let, O God, let our light, let our light, let it dawn. Let your light, let it shine upon our eyes. Brighten and lighten our heart, O God. Let us run with your word and let our life never be the same again. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. This has been The Living Word. If you have been blessed by this teaching or for counseling or any other inquiry, kindly send us an email to pfa at theransomedhouse.com or fisayoadenii at yahoo.com or please call 0912-772-3824. The Ransomed House, empowering people to live for Jesus.